What's up? Can you hear me? Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah, I just said, yeah, tell me the funny story. Uh, so I got a little foot procedure done on Monday, and I have to, like, soak it in water. And so I went to the zoo today, so I'm, like, stressing every, every which way. So I literally just dropped my phone, like, three minutes ago, and it bounced into the water, <laughs> fully submerged. <laughs> it's working. You get, did you get a like surgery on your foot? You did not mention this at all. I did. Yeah, Monday was a tough day. What happened? I what happened to your a, foot? You... I've had a toe issue for a couple months now, and just what are you doing? Playing? Did you all um, like you playing golf or something, or just like dude? Up? I was doing like the sickest kick flip, and it just. And did you just fuck up like ligaments or like the structure? No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just oh, oh. Yeah, it was from a compilation of probably yeah skateboard and golf just non-proper just care. life li- yeah, yeah yeah just life know. but my phone so, completely submerged in water and it shut down like right as you sent the link and i was sending it to my twitter and it's i don't know man fingers crossed it's working right now so so i want to before we could start the show today i want to show you what i i haven't slept tonight and it's been 36 hours since I've, I've almost I've almost finished building the website. Ready? Oh, very cool. All right, ready? Nice. So this is the intro. So once we start writing blogs and like posts, they would appear right here, like in order. Nice. Then I threw up a picture of Kevin Garnett. <laughs> we have to do the impossible, nice. but it's it is possible about us. Nice, nice little paragraph. Support us. Oh, word. Our philosophers. Um, our support team consists of Jackson. Oh, I got to edit that Jackson and Sierra. <laughs> it also includes people like you. I want to start a newsletter. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. A weekly newsletter. And then right here, I have uh, a little event calendar that shows. Oh, I got to change that one right there. But Eastern Time are things. Right here is uh, uh, it's my LinkedIn. Yeah, I need to make that. And then I posted photos I liked from the 2022 to 2023 season. <laughs> the here's subscribe to the newsletter. Oh, here's sweet. here you can contact us. And then right here. Uh, guess what? You can turn on the stream right wow. now. That you is can very watch- cool. Because we're now on Twitch. I had to make us a Twitch account. Oh, cool. So right here, we can walk. Like if you wanted, if you didn't want to go on YouTube and you're just like, oh, shit, let me just go to the bballshow.com. You just press the middle tab and it's literally our stream. Nice. Right here. I like about Isn't Twitch, that- you can, if you don't have YouTube premium, which by the way is a great investment if you don't have it already. But I like how on Twitch you can still watch stuff and like go scroll other shit. Like it still plays in the yeah. background just like YouTube premium. You can do that with regular YouTube too. No, you can't. Nice. Yeah, try. you can. I do it. No, you can't. And then right here is a couple of our videos that I liked. Oh, nice. And, the, and then that the thumbnail, baby. And then the titles. And, yeah. Wait, wait. And then right. <laughs> you want some more love? Oh, very cool. No, I want, um, dude, that, I'm going to look it up. The, that thumbnail that I made for uh, that Nick's video, one of our like popular videos, is so sexy to me. I'm looking at it right now. It sucks because like it's got it's cut off because of the time thing, but like it's just like that RJ Barrett Nick's one. It's just like the color works. Like I think a large reason why that video did so well is because of the title and thumbnail. So very very proud of it. Do you think I need to add anything more? I just need to finish this, but. This is the website. You can watch the live stream from the website. You can check out videos there. We'll have articles that I need to give. Once I post it, you'll have access and you know I can just write whenever. Nice. How do you do this, dude? It looks very nice. Looks very professional, uh, actually. I built it on GoDaddy. I bought us a domain name wow. and I built a yeah. Plus I, I haven't slept in 36 hours, so I had Jesus. a lot of I, I had a lot of time. Today? Yeah, I did. I went like was on air. To take your medicine. Off. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I think, dude. Tell me, isn't this sexy right here, though? Right here, this looks dope. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's very sexy. I thought, dude, literally when I did, I was writing this our philosophy thing. I was like, oh my god, we need to get a picture of the Raptors fucking championship. Yeah, I love it. Very nice. Uh, now that was it for me. Just gushing on my website I I built last night, and that'll be live in the next week or so, hopefully. Remember the old GoDaddy commercials with Danica Patrick? Yes. You remember the one where they like make out or something? Whoa. Well, it's like an ugly guy and a really hot girl, and they just start making out in the Whoa. middle of the commercial. It's like the most uncomfortable commercial I ever saw in the Super Bowl. All right. So let's get right into today's episode. And today we'll be talking about this man right here. And I'm about to play the clip because I think the clip deserves to be played. And I don't know if you saw this last night. Did you watch the end of the Golden State Warriors Utah Jazz game? It was it was a crazy jazz. are the jazz back? Were they ever gone actually? And, they faltered you know, a little bit, but like not really. Simone Fontecchio. I know, Simone Fontecchio. I'm trying to find right here the clip because I have it on my computer. Um, okay, one second. Because I have it. I, I, I literally downloaded it last night and right here. Boom. Watch this shit last night. Okay. Hot shit. That's basketball right here. You're like, okay, nothing crazy. They're still down. And then, oh, no. Strip. Game over. Those timeouts better, Steve. But I I just thought this was so cool right here where you saw it right here. They literally stripped his ass, threw it ahead. The Simone who dunked it had his best night. And they've been slowly just playing him more and more. What yeah. are your thoughts on the play? I well, thought it was I love no. when teams do this because I I always like so I can understand where this one's a little bit different but like you know say a team's down by one or two points or whatever and the ball they're getting the ball inbounded they're defending like to me it makes sense to not foul until maybe one or two seconds past once they get past half court like try and force a turnover trap put a ball in somebody's hands where they're uncomfortable, like just put on pressure. So I love like when teams don't foul immediately, but like I get the counter to it is you want as much time on the clock uh, for when you do foul. And so you can still have a shot, but like, I love it, man. The jazz don't have have nothing to lose. Go for it. Yeah. That's something that's the scary thing about a team that has nothing to lose. They, they aren't scared of shit. But the thing is for me, with Simone Fontecchio, he's got that Daniel Gallinari shooting ability where he literally can shoot over everyone. And he has athleticism. He's 27. He's NBA ready. And they've been slowly giving him more and more minutes. I think they just needed him to get into NBA conditioning and plus NBA, like just the flow of the game in the NBA is different than EuroLeague. And that's probably why he's taking a little bit longer to start getting more minutes. Plus injuries now have helped get him those minutes. But Simone Fontecchio, he's a guy that – Kelly Olynyk, Larry Markin, and Simone Fontecchio could literally be your your front court and your your wing, and then you have Walker, or you could run with healthy. You have you know Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. So you go small with Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, and Jordan Clarkson at the guards, kind of like a Darius Garland, like Donovan Mitchell thing. And then you go Simone Fontecchio, six nine, six ten. Larry Markkinen and Kelly Olynyk, and oh my God, the amount, I know the defense. The defense might suffer. The defense might suffer, but the offensive potential of that lineup right there, Jared Vanderbilt instead of Kelly Olynyk mm. in the middle, and then you have Larry Markkinen, Simone Fontecchio, Colin Sexton, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clarkson all out there, yeah. Blake Beasley rotating. I like the just the uh, getting out into space, playing with athleticism. That's something that you're noticing with teams, especially I. Not to bring in another team, but the Pacers. You saw the Pacers this past offseason with the draft. They were like, hey, we need to get players around Tyrese Halliburton. So they went out and got athletic guys like Benedict Matherin. And while here you saw Danny Ainge, they needed more athleticism, some more speed. And this is a team that's a lot longer, a lot, you know, grittier and just end-to-end, they're, I feel like, a bit more two-way. And I think Simone Fontecchio is a guy that's showing his ability to shoot the ball 
and to be a guy who, especially after Colin Sexton, it was just announced eight minutes ago by Chris Haynes, he suffered a hamstring strain. He's They're going to need his shooting and scoring ability. And he has the ability to block shots. Yeah. Walker he's, he's Kessler. Nice. Yeah, Walker Kessler. That's what he's like. He's insane. He's a shot blocking menace. He's a, yeah, he's a point or he's a block efficiency or I can't think of a bet saber metric to call it, but like, yeah, per minute block monster, something like that. The yeah, block, dude. The block cookie monster or something. We'll figure one out. I just assumed because he averaged what, 3.6 or 4.6 blocks per game in college. I was like, dude, okay. it might have actually been 4.6. I think it was 4.6. I, as, <laughs> I, as I thought 4.6, I was like, that's ridiculous, but I think it was something ridiculous like 4.6. And everyone was talking about like, oh, Chet Holmgren's the best shot blocker in this draft. That's not, dude. I, even when Chet comes back, I still think Walker Kessler already established himself as a top 10 shot blocker in the NBA. Yeah. This Jazz team is fun, man. It is fun. It is. And Conley should be coming back soon, so my fantasy (laughs) team will appreciate that. I remember when Simone against my Rockets put up like in like what was it like thirteen minutes? He put up fifteen points, or it was it was something like that. It was like the third game of the season. No, it was the third game of the season. And I remember he had another game like two weeks ago. Yeah, against like the Knicks, I think. Kenny Beecham tweeted like, "Who the hell is this? Oh, random, random white Italian player makes three or something." Random 2K generated player makes three. I'm looking at this. And, dude, the comments were, like, just ripping him apart. Like, geez, dude, watch basketball, please. Like, because <laughs> you've been on him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were talking about him being a sleeper for rookie of the year a couple months ago. Yeah, we have a, we have a clip saying that. And that's yeah. the other thing is I was a huge fan of him. A, because he's from my hometown in Italy. Pescata, we're from the same place. So he's right across the street from my hometown. Yeah. Yours. Um, where is it? Was that what are you northern? Uh, basically east, uh, east of Rome, like oh, on the Rome, Rome. You know, it's like on the other, it's on the Adriatic, Adriatic Sea, but it's literally east of Rome, but it's on the sea. sea, yeah. So, I want to pivot over here and God, the best player on the hey, I know. I was literally about to bring that up. So I, I will say Brandon Ingram still is the vocal leader. But I guess Zion Williamson heard something. But Zion Williamson's on a tear where he's averaging like two blocks a game, two steals a game, almost 10 rebounds, 30 points, shooting like 65% from the field. Uh, I apologize to all the Pelican fans. <laughs> I I spoke too soon. I will still stand by that. I think Brandon Ingram is like the vocal leader like of this team. But yeah, Zion's the best player, without a doubt. Zion's <laughs> a top 10 player. Zion's playing defense, which is mm-hmm. like he was great at playing defense in college, but he hasn't really played defense here in the NBA. But over like the last like six games, Zion Williamson has been a menace to society. On both ends of the court, you got to deal with him on defense because he can guard one through five because he's so big and so athletic that he's quick enough to stay with the guards, thick enough to stay with the big boys, and athletic enough to jump up and block anybody's shot. And then he just goes in and physically imposes his will on offense. And he's also passing the ball incredibly. That's something that people forget was like one of his hype skills was like, yeah. oh, this guy's got like mini LeBron esque like passing ability for his size. And we, we've seen a bit of it, you, you know, we've seen yeah. the flashes, but it this is the first year I want to say that we've actually seen him come out literally over the last five games. Last night he had five assists, four assists the night before, eight assists the night before, five the, uh, the night before that, eight before that, four. And for the season, he's now averaging 4.3. It's been a career little, you know, he's been every season getting better, 2.1 his rookie year, 3.3. Seven his second year now in his fourth season four point three technically he's third but what do you think? Well, I'm I love my Duke Blue Devils and I dude it's so crazy because it's like what we're comparing Victor Wembanyama to I'm not even like dude the hype around Zion when he was at Duke was insane I know I'm a Duke fan but I don't watch much college basketball I remember watching like every Duke especially Duke home games. Zion was much watched basketball. He came into the league. He was a little on the chunkier side. He had that great sophomore campaign. And it's great. My favorite thing about Zion is like, I know what he's capable of. He put up 27, seven and four, two years ago before he got injured. And 
like I, I know he's what he's capable of. I know he's a superstar, and it just comes down to health. And you can see it in this picture here. Like, I get it. You're a big boy. You got to eat a lot of food, man. But health is wealth. Like, just because you're a big boy doesn't mean you can be eating all that. Like, you know, I'm not saying he was eating crap, but like he was not. Even when you're injured, like you still got to eat properly. And that's going to be so critical to Zion Williamson is just maintaining his health. Because if he does, he's going to be like he is right now. He's only going to keep getting better. He's just a phenomenal athlete. And if he can stay at this health, man, it's just awesome to see. Like, he's jacked. He's ginormous in a good way. And he's that fat. So the team right now is the sixth best offense, and I believe they have the third best defense currently in the NBA. And that's with that. Yeah, Zion Williamson has missed a handful of games. Brandon Ingram's missed, yeah. I think, like nine games now. CJ McCollum's missed like four or five. And Herb. even, yeah, Herb's missed six or seven now or some shit like that. Like this team is still dominating teams on the offensive end. And to start the year, they weren't outright off dominating teams. But now, Dude, it seems like there's not like Zion's doing his thing every night, but it seems like one night it's Jose Alvarado, and, uh, and I hope he's fine. There, another night's Trey Murphy, okay? Another night you got like Willie Hernan Gomez and a few other guys hopping off the bench. And this is a team that forces turnovers. They don't get killed at the three-point line. They rebound the ball well, which I always talk about. What does rebounding do? Rebounding is actually one of the best offense and defenses. Why? Because it demoralizes your opponents because you're physically imposing your will on them. And besides that, second chance points, baby. Second chance points. That's another demoralizer. Damn, this guy keeps out rebounding me. I can't do shit. And this is a team that it's going to be a competitive battle for the team to finish, you know, top three, top four. Right now, I think they're our top five team. They're a championship contender team, the way that they're playing, especially once everyone's fully healthy. They move the ball well. That's a big thing. And I think, like, look, it's not a lock for this team to be a top three or four seed, but it's it's looking promising. It's a good question. Realistic percentage for the Pelicans to go to the finals. Well, the way the Western Conference looks like right now, I would give them – a fighting chance with everybody else. Um, thankfully, Boston is not in their conference. I still think Golden State figures it out, but I'd say, like, legitimately, right now, because they're eleven and three. They this team started five to five. They're eleven and three in their last what was that fourteen games. I, the way they look right now, I would say realistically, you could go as high as like twenty five percent. I think maybe more down to earth, 15, 10 to fifteen percent. I think is more of a safer bet. But the way they look right now, you, I, I think you could argue 25 because of the way the West looks. Like it's very middle of the pack. No one has separated themselves necessarily. Phoenix looks really good. Um, you know, Denver looks good too. But I so think right now, probably the second best team in the West. Right now, their odds to win the NBA Finals are plus 2,800. I don't. What's that in know. layman's terms? If I can pull up the M- NBA. Finals odds. Plus twenty eight hundred seems like you're gonna make some money if you throw <laughs> throw a bet on that. And that All right, so right up. now the Boston Celtics are from first place with plus three forty. The if here, I'll just pull it up right here to close this segment out. And if you look at it right here, do 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 do. Okay, so boom, and yeah, we. And I don't know if this oh is God, updated. <laughs> I think this is from the beginning of the season. Okay. Because, yeah, because. Uh, oh, the heat? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. This must be from the beginning of the season. But Boston's Tell plus 340. Me. Bucks are plus 480. Suns are plus 700. Warriors plus 750. Clippers 950. Nuggets plus 1400. Crazy that the Lakers aren't even in there. Plus 6,000. I would say, like, right now, the way I look at the Western Conference is you have Phoenix probably as the favorite, but then I think equal playing field are the Pelicans, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, uh, the Clippers, Golden State, because I'm biased with it. I still think they're really good. Like, to me, Phoenix is really the only team that's, like, they're kind of like the Boston of the West. But still, I think, you know my thoughts on Phoenix. I think Phoenix is very beatable, so – 
I'd say 10 to 15% is very fair for New Orleans making the finals right now. And keep in mind, there's 30 teams in the NBA, so it's very good. It all just comes down to how the West shapes up and like what teams start to fall off. I, I think the, again, we've said this before, January is when we're starting to get a clear picture of what. Yeah, post Christmas, and we'll know a little bit more about um, I which know, guys yeah, are going to be out. Boston, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that you got to, once January comes around, you find out what players are actually on the move, who's going to get bought out who's yeah. starting to tank, who got who's hurt. Because for, for some reason, always December to January, injuries, major injuries always happen. You never want to see it, but that's a typical trend. And, yeah. So let's move on to another guy who's overcoming an injury. And from an eye glance, if you look at his numbers, he's put up in the G League since being sent down. Now he's been recalled. But they said he's going to be continuously sent back and forth depending on how the lineups are going for this team. If they need players, they're going to call him up. But if they can't give him 25 minutes a night, they're going to send him down to the G League team because they'd rather him be playing 25, 30 minutes a night with the G League team than with the starting roster. And this guy is James Wiseman. James Wiseman is a guy – that is an interesting if you look at the stats in the g league he's averaging like 16 and 10 mm-hmm. and like a block and a steal but if you actually watch the tape there's a lot of him mi- missing rotations defensively you know being overzealous and aggressive and missing blocks fouling and all that stuff and i i, I have faith but the thing is is the rumors are coming out that the golden state warriors along with the toronto raptors we'll get into this with yaka Pertle, but they are persistently calling, and the Warriors have now offered multiple times James Wiseman straight up no picks for Jakob Pertl. And the wow. yep, and take the, the fucking trade. And the Spurs have denied the trade, saying that they want at least a one first round. They want one first round pick attached for Jakob Pertl because oh, they believe Jakob Pertl is superiorly superiorly better than James Wiseman. All right, well, then pay him 25 a year. They're fine with that. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Who's going to budge first? Um, It'll be San Antonio. All right, well, here's a counter. I'll give you, uh, let's see. Hmm, Who can I give you? I'll give you Juancho Hernan Gomez and Thaddeus Young in a first-round pick. You want that or do you want James Wiseman? That was my question is, like, who would they send the Spurs because the – you would think would it be like pre- they wouldn't give up precious they weren't would the, the Spurs would give up somebody they don't want to that well my thought is would they just give you Thad Young in a pick so you can just wave Thad Young that would be highway robbery if if they don't I if they do that trade as opposed to not taking James Wiseman that will be what are your thoughts of James Wiseman they're going back there that the fact that they're literally I've said that James Wiseman the Warriors, if they do trade him, they're just going to trade him for a first-round pick so they can recover about, you know, the investment that they got in him. And that's just because execs have an ego. If they're going to trade a guy that they draft in the first round, especially a lottery guy, let's get a first-round pick back whatever way we can. And James Wiseman, they don't even need him to be the starter. They just need him to come in 15 minutes a night, grab like seven boards, drop seven points, shoot 60% from the field, get a block and a steal and make a defensive impact. So, thoughts? Well, you know, my thoughts on James Wiseman is he should be in the G League if he's not playing 25 a night. And it's just something you're going to have to kind of suffer with. I mean, you should have taken LaMelo Ball. I think let's call a spade a spade. If LaMelo Ball was on this basketball team, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's a point guard. Shut up. Like, you take the best player available. I still am very high on James Wiseman long term. He's a very young player. Like, as Double J is saying, I feel like he's a late bloomer. Like, I I totally agree with that. But, you know, he's 21 years old. I think the big thing is, and I've talked about this all all season before we got into the regular season, because I was very big on James Wiseman because the James Wiseman we saw in preseason was not the James Wiseman we saw in the G League or in the start of the season. It was a more team-oriented style player who's – yeah, he's going to make plays. He's going to get his bag here and there. But for the most part, he's setting the picks. He's getting offensive boards. He's doing all the – little stuff to help your team win. So if he can do that with Golden State, then which we've seen in a couple of games, 
I'm very hopeful on him, though, because Golden State knows how to develop players, and we're seeing it on a very much more consistent basis with Jonathan Kaminga. But that was one of the things I got flamed for at the start of the season was, listen, Golden State, if James Wiseman is playing 10 minutes and then he's catching three DNPs and then he's playing 10 minutes, like you're better off in the G League. He's better off in the G League, or you got to just suffer with it. So I'm very hopeful for James Wiseman. I would – do the Jakob Pertl trade because I think that would secure the championship for Golden State or it would at least get them back to the championship in order to defend it if they were to make that trade. But I still think James Wiseman at one point in his career at his peak is going to be 25 and 10. I mean, I know he I know he possesses it. You just got to stay healthy, I, continue to evolve your game. I've said this before, James Wiseman, people forget when he came into the, the NBA – he was what we thought what Envid Mobley did. Okay. Like that's the type of impact he was supposed to have for the Warriors. And maybe that's me being a bit ostentatious, but I really think that. Good word. Yeah, I know. And I think it's just people are forgetting that Wiseman was a guy. Yes, he only played what three games in college basketball. He didn't play much, got injured his rookie season. But at the end he of the day, much. I think with James Wiseman, what you're looking at is he's a guy with elite skills and talents that he still that he has some real flaws, but he could be one of the NBA's elite rim protectors, a genuine top five impact player on that side of the floor. He's a guy who could be a very high level rim runner, and I buy into him being a shooter. We've seen him shoot the ball; he can get that three point shot down, and I think he has a solid floor production eventually, but he's right now struggling to defend away from the rim. And the thing is, is that yes, drop. Sometimes he misses up on rotations for drop coverage, but I think he's a play finishing big man who has the ability to either develop into a miles Turner player with better gravity going toward the basket as a rim runner. And I think if you add maybe not being as good as a shooter as miles Turner, but you know, that elite rim yeah. running and average vertical spacing that Turner, Turner provides. I think Wiseman has the ability to become a guy who could be a solid guy at the very least who stretches the floor, maybe like, uh, in, you know, like a mile miles Turner mixed with like a little, like Daniel Gafford. Interesting. Yeah. I, that's it, a fair point. You bring up with the shots. He isn't, to my knowledge, he hasn't taken a three this year, but I remember him in Japan. I remember him taking threes. And he, rookie season, he was making, I mean, not, he wasn't taking what, one, one, three game, but he's shooting. But during the finals, remember we saw that clip where he took 33s from Joe Dumar? Like he can shoot it. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen it this year, though, which is something interesting. I guess it's, uh, you know, they're looking for good shots and, you know, it's a small probability, but. Yeah, I'm I'm still bought in on James Wiseman. I don't think he will develop into what I want him or expect him to develop in in a Golden State Warrior uniform, which kind of sucks. But for the rest of the NBA, I guess it's good. Yeah, no, I'm definitely interested to see what ends up happening here because I don't know what's the the, the correct way this is going to play out due to the fact that. There's so much going out. I mean, the guy could end up in New York, and I think that's a great segue to the next thing that's going on in New York. Are they having a fire sale? Like, I have no idea what's going on in New York, but Tom no Thibodeau, ever has, ever. I don't know if Tom Thibodeau is trying to save his job or if Leon Rose is trying to save his job, but allegedly Derek Rose, Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly, and Evan Fournier are all on the trade block. Cam Reddish, Derek Rose, and Evan Fournier were pulled from the lineup. Quickly is only being rumored to be traded because they have way too many guards. And he's quickly supposedly has a lot of admirers, so they know they can get a first. They're trying to get a first for Cam Reddish. That's probably not going to happen. And they're saying that they're willing to package Emmanuel Quickly with Fournier and Reddish with Fournier, either one, to get that contract move because they're trying to get rid of that money. Derek Rose, people don't think he's washed at this point. And they have no faith that he's going to stay the same. But these are four guys to look on the move. It's like $18 million for M. Fournier. Thir $3 million, I believe, is for like Emmanuel Quickly. I think it's 14 for Derrick Rose and like 
eye for Cam Reddish. You might – I'll fact check myself, but what are your thoughts right here? I don't know what team would want Evan Fournier. I really don't. I don't. The only team that kind of – the Clippers would be the only team. Or the Lakers. No, they need defense. No, we, no, we don't. I rather have Cam. I rather have Cam Reddish than Evan Fournier if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers because Cam Reddish has at least shown flashes of defense. I will take every player on this screen on the Los Angeles Lakers. Every single one of them. All of them fit perfectly, actually. Uh, 18, 14.5 for Derrick Rose, 18 for Evan Fournier, 5.9 for Cam Reddish, and 2.3. Let me go down the list here. All right. Evan Fournier is just on a bad contract. He's a solid player. Some contender will want him, and some contender does want him. But oh, I, I was thinking like a team like the Pacers. You know, they maybe mm. the, the Pacers they package Evan Fournier and Cam Reddish. Evan Fournier and Cam Reddish for you know, Don't you say could say it. what Buddy Heald and no Buddy Heald and like James Johnson and a pick. No, not a pick. No picks. Cam Reddish, M. Fournier for James Johnson and Buddy Heald. Yeah, I mean, it. I guess it, that depends. That's not too bad. I wonder what Indiana the reason you do that is. Because, as, uh, yeah, I don't know if Indiana would do that, but it, the reason know. the Knicks do it is to get the the expiring contract. Like I get, I so here's the thing. Emmanuel quickly is a really solid, promising player. He reminds me almost of Tyrese Maxey, but. I have not seen anything from him this entire season. Like he's been in league. They don't what, play him. They don't play him now. consistent enough. How are you supposed to get enough. in a rhythm? He did the same. It was the same stats as last year, and he's not as these have a worse stats. Emmanuel Quickly's awesome. Stats. He grew up he fifteen awesome. minutes away from me. I used to go see him. He went to high school fifteen minutes away from me. We're the same age. He's a, a bucket. Big... And if he was on Los Angeles Lakers, people would be adoring him because he's got that X factor. Would but you trade Emmanuel? Flowers go to die in New York. Emmanuel quickly and Derrick Rose for Gary Harris. No, I'll give you Pat Bev and a second round pick for Gary Harris. Um, yeah, I'd rather yeah. do that. Yeah, I'd do that actually for sure. I'd do the magic trade, but I'll give you. But I guess that. But the reason after I say that is then the the, the 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 problem is the Orlando Magic already have way too many guards. So yeah, Isaiah quickly is just kind of a young Isaiah quickly a... Emmanuel. I say quickly. I feel like I've said that a couple times. Yeah, Emmanuel quickly. IQ is just more of a like that's why they would do the trade one hundred percent. Obviously, any team that's going to do that trade is maybe for IQ. if the Jazz start actually selling, you do like Kelly Olynyk and Rudy Gay for Emmanuel quickly and Derrick Rose. Yeah, very enticing. I'd, I'd actually love to get what's or Evan Fournier like... and Emmanuel quickly for Eric Gordon. Dude, I'd do that. Any but we're not solving want. defense. I feel like they'd be looking for a defensive guy, though. <sighs> I like just... Lou Dort or yeah, Diallo. Lou yeah, Lou Dort's money. Diallo doesn't get play time. Is... Dylan IQ's... IQ's value is not what it should be because of the dysfunctionality of the New York Knicks. Cam Reddish, like, I've been on the Cam Reddish train for years, and it's just the same thing you saw at Duke, man. It's like, all right, here's 25 points, here's two points like he's not worth a first it's just definitely not worth a first but he's worth a flyer if i'm a rebuilding team as a houston rocket guy i don't want cam reddish though i don't i actually have no interest in him so it's tough but i see all four of these guys being on contending teams because they each possess something you'd want i do think like literally all four of these players would be so perfect on the los angeles lakers and it sucks that russell or doesn't suck that Russell Westbrook's doing great things, but like, I wish they had a worse. Like, I wish Pat Bev was on like an eighteen mil year contract or something like that, and you could. I don't know. I just want to see all four of these guys on the on the Lake Show. Yeah, no, I I mean, I just think defense is the most important thing right here. And... The Knicks are just such a confusing, complicated team. I don't. I just I have no words for them. Actually, they're they've done a good job against Cleveland and Atlanta. I mean, they embarrassed Trey Young last night, so no, it's a huge reason why I've I've. Zero oh, Julius Randle was insane. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. It's it's almost like they're close, but I feel like they're actually almost in a similar position as the Atlanta Hawks, where it's like, all right, you guys 
were actually a playoff team a couple of years ago, like a high seeded playoff team. And you know, last year didn't go as planned. Maybe it was chalk it up to injuries. This year, I think they're still a game below 500. Yeah, still a game below 500. Like, I don't know. They got to figure something out. And I could not tell you what it is. It probably was Donovan Mitchell, but you don't know how that one. Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how all that plays out for for them because the, the Knicks need like the number one pick in a draft in order to like solve what they need. I think I don't know how they need the a world. they need a frozen envelope. They need a frozen envelope or a frozen ball or whatever it was, and yeah, they need like Victor Wembanyama on the New York Knicks. Like, I don't want that to happen, but. That, that'd get him back on track. Just first take in the draft. That's it. So let's talk about a guy who used to play for the Knicks, and now he might be returning to a team that he arguably had his best seasons with, and then his agent, Clutch Sports, a.k.a. Rich Paul, Ooh. and Rick Carlisle screwed him out of a shit ton of money, and then – He's never been the, the the same, or in the sense that ever gotten you know his fair shot again. And he's a guy that every time if you look at his thirty two numbers, Nerlens Noel is the dog, and the Dallas Mavericks are calling Detroit Pistons for him. And I looked at the salaries, and the only contract that really like works for them to get him is if they went and traded Dwight Powell for Nerlens Noel. I feel like that could be a straight up swap because Nerlens has a team option next year, so and Dwight Powell's an expiring, so. Detroit could just straight up wave him after they trade for him and he's off the books after this season while you get Dallas who they get a big man who's actually on a cheaper contract and if he plays well for the rest of the season they can just accept his team option for next year and Maryland's he's in a better situation and we've seen how Dwight Howard look and JaVale McGee looked with Jason Kidd back in Los Angeles JaVale McGee isn't working out so Nerlens Noel could help out Christian Wood Maxi Kleba what are your thoughts I thought we were talking about Melo until you showed the picture on the screen and talked about Rick Carlisle. But, uh, yeah, the New Orleans Noel situation is weird. I mean, Troy Weaver might have made some mistakes. He was the best Austin. high school player in his class. New Orleans Noel people. Well, he's a really good basketball player. And teams would love him. But with the – I mean, Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran look really nice. So – I really think Detroit's so close. I like genuinely think they're so close. They've gotten some nice wins like Dallas and Miami last couple of games. But, yeah, I mean, New Orleans is playing like 10 minutes a night. I think he's only played like five or six times. So, I don't know. Troy, Troy will figure something out. Also, A team like you... Dallas could desperately use. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, I One thing I wanted to say is – Harry Giles has been in the league for six years, and he's, hey, only, 20, he's only 24. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Harry Giles. But either way, Nerland's Noel. Harry Giles is a guy who – and a similar thing happened to him. To So they were both – Nerland's Noel, people don't remember, was one of the most tantalizing guys coming out of college and – when he came out of Kentucky, I remember it was the first year the Pelicans became the Pelicans. And he was originally drafted by the Pelicans. And for like the first few seconds, you're like, oh, they got an Ernest Noel. And then they traded him for Drew Holiday. And he went to be the front court duo with Joel and B. People forget that Joel and B, Nerlens Noel, and Julie Okafor fought for minutes for like way too long. And I think this is just a, a guy that has shown whenever he's played 30 minutes a night, he's averaged two blocks, two steals a game. Guys like an elite, an elite. He's a stocks player, player in fantasy, which I'm utterly embarrassing you right now, by the way. I know you don't play it, so you won't be invited back to the league, but plenty of time left. I, I will. I just haven't had time. Maybe I get back into the second half. Have I won any games? Click, you click one fucking button. You click start active players every every week. Have I? Have yeah, I? Yeah, dude, it? and that's what sucks is you're like in the middle of the pack, and it just sucks. I'm in the middle of the pack. Yeah, and it sucks. That's awesome. I'm embarrassing you right now, but yeah, I guess free in Nerlens Noel. Although it sounds kind of desperate because 
I still like Detroit. I'm still promising. I, I'm still very promised on their future. I think he should go to Dallas because imagine Luca throwing the lobs to Nerlens Noel. Dallas would be perfect, and you know who would hate it? Christian Wood. It'd be what, what, you, what Christian Wood a power Christian, Christian Wood a power forward Nerlens Noel at center. Can you believe we people were having an argument? I'd rather have Christian Wood over Jeremy Grant. Shut the fuck. Shut up. the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You don't know basketball if you're saying that. Jeremy Grant's a fucking all star. Which great segue into the Portland Trailblazers. No worries. They, they've been an interesting squad Dame's this year. Back. Game is back. They're 13 and 11. And this is a team that what 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 is your thoughts so far on these Portland Trailblazers? Another team that knew they had to get more athletic, so they went out and got more athletic. So thoughts and you hated Drew Eubanks, but Drew Eubanks is the perfect backup I for Joseph choice. <laughs> you disparaged Eubanks, said he wasn't good enough to be their backup. Well, I thought well, they yeah, could do, I thought they could do better, and I was expecting them to do better. But yeah, all right, fine. We'll keep they have three fun. twenty point scores. They have three guys almost averaging twenty five a night with Jeremy twenty three points a night, Anthony Simons twenty four point seven, and Damian Lillard twenty five point eight. Yeah, this team's just gonna get better when Gary Payton comes back. That also, is Gary Payton? I guess the surgery is like a bit worse than we thought. The, the injury. Uh, so I um, you know, Portland's. I think they're a couple pieces away here. I I was. So big on trending Watford last season, so it's cool to see him. But I think the solution might be trading just Swinslow. Um, or maybe no. the solution. I think uh, you know, I don't I really like Winslow, I really do, but once Peyton's back, I I don't know if he's needed. My thing with Portland is, I mean, they just haven't, you know, their best players played less than half of the season. So the fact that they still have an above 500 record is very impressive to me. They lost seven of their last eight before this last two, this two game win streak they're on. So, you know, just growing pains. De- you know, obviously defensively is where all their issues lie. It's not offensively speaking. I mean, you know, Jeremy Grant's a stud, dude. He's an absolute stud. Shaden Sharp's going to continue to improve as the season goes on. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe Justice Winslow, you keep him. Uh, how about Keon Johnson then? That's what I was about to say. I was like, if you if you did any Walker. trades, I was about to say you package up like Greg Brown, Keon, and maybe Trenton Watford if you can get like a guy. I love Watford, but I'm saying – if you can go out and get your, I know Jared Vanderbilt isn't available, but if, but like Kelly Olynyk, if you could get Kelly Olynyk, I don't know if the money works there. I doubt it works. I don't think the money works there. Another guy, I don't know if Rui Hachimura doesn't give you defense. Maybe a Jay Crowder you could package. Ooh, you know, Watford, Brown, and Keon Johnson for Jay Crowder. It's very or you. Yeah, or you look around for another guy who what was the uh, like I doubt I doubt you just look for around for a deal if you I think a power forward is what they need like uh, a Kyle Kuzma, oh. Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal, Jay Sean Tant. No, but to back up Jeremy Grant. Jay Sean yeah. Like uh, to back up. Like I love Nazir Little, but <laughs> I want more of a vet. Mm. <coughs> like if. Mm, they lost Robert Covington, but maybe trade back for Robert Covington. Um, uh, either way, what I wanted to say about this team is what's incredible is the defense has been mediocre, but we assume with Gary Payton's the second when he comes back whenever, they'll be good. But they're basically getting by with a bunch of offensive players trying to stop the, the bleeding on defense. And this is a team, I think they're like 24th defensively, but yeah. they're – 13 and 11 with Damian Lillard missing half the year. Anthony Simon literally looks like Damian Lillard 2.0. And it looks like Damian Lillard has his next CJ McCollum for years to come. And he's got Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant. It's it's awesome. And right now, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons are combined to average 50 points a night with they're literally averaging 50.5 points a night. Which, Does that you work know, for you? That works incredibly well for me. So I found the trade that will be accepted probably – Next month or two. All right, get ready. Drum roll, please. The Portland Trail Wizards will be receiving Jay Crowder, the Phoenix 
Suns will be receiving Eric Gordon. And the Houston Rockets will be selecting or receiving Dario Saric, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and Greg Brown III. Can you do a deal without Justice Winslow? Like with a different player? Like who? What are the number? Justice is what, $5 million? I, I failed math. Um, I don't have that answer for you. Um, I get what you're saying, but I think you'd have to give up. No one wants to give up Josh Hart. I think you'd have to give up. I really think Justice Winslow is replaceable. I, you'd have to give me like Nazir Little then. I, But if I'm Houston, I'm – I don't think he really does anything for me. So Keon Johnson, Trendon Watford put together is four million dollars. And then if you add Greg Brown, that's five point five. Justice Winslow makes four. So five point five million dollars. If you package those three guys, who's a player you could maybe get for five point five million dollars? Hamido Diallo. Hamido Diallo, that would be nice. You know, that's actually a guy that I think could really help him out. Mm. I'm looking – I mean, Cam Reddish would be someone that I'd actually – if they, they could swing that, that's not bad. Yeah. He's just not – you don't know if how, what guy you're going to get right there. Yeah. That's the that's the big thing. Yeah. You know, Matisse Thibault, it's just you lose the shooting, but you get the defense. You could trade right there. trade for uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> I just think you look around and – it's definitely interesting to see who's – it's not much. You're, you're basically – Furkan Korkmaz, Nikhil Alexander Walker, not really. Gary Temple, he hasn't really played, so you don't know what mm-hmm. the hell you're getting there. So, yeah, I mean, there's not really a deal Whoa. out there. This one's interesting. Isaiah Stewart and Rodney McGruger for Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow, and a second. Be, I don't think it. Detroit would have any interest in that unless they really felt confident with Jalen Durham being the center of the future. Beef Stew and Rodney Magruder for Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow, and a 2024 second. Yeah, I don't. That's actually, I mean, it, it's not the actually the worst thing. Um, it just depends on how Detroit views Isaiah and how Portland views Justice, but. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, Anthony Davis, get, oh my god, eat a bag of dicks, Chris. They could Star. they could get, you know, Gary Payne the second back, and everything be you know Kumboya. Exactly. So, yeah. So we don't even know. So maybe they're just waiting for that uh, before they make any moves. Now let's talk about a team. They're doing Interesting. This team has turned around their season. Nobody might admit it, but they're, I believe, what, 13 and 7 under our man. Oh, I am admitting it. Jock Vaughn. So when it when the, the Nets don't turn the basketball over, they're a good team. I think they're 12 and 7 or 13 and 7 under Jock Vaughn now after going two and five with Steve Nash. And they've won eight of their last ten. Kevin Durant's absolutely a menace, destroying defenders. He's been such a lethal threat. Listen to this. DeAndre Jordan makes 75 to 76% of shots within three feet of the basket. This season, Kevin Durant's making 80% of his shots three feet within the basket. Kyrie Irving's back. He's playing well. And I said this. It's incredible that now the Ben Simmons and Kyrie and this team is playing good and they're turning their season around. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody. The media stopped talking about them. Uh, it's just not worth it because you know what? Oh, bad news sells better. That's so stupid. And you got Seth Curry starting to shoot better. Joe Harris is starting to shoot better. You know what? Nabe's going to be back. back. T- yeah, TJ Warren's back. I, and you're starting to see a little bit more of Markeith Morris. And I'm, I'm liking this team, okay? And I think right here, TJ, yeah. I think right now you got Curry, who's played 15 games, making 41% of his three so far. While Harris is now, after starting the year really rough from three, he's at 36.8. So they're rough hitting their shots now from three. Yeah. Let's play a fun fact for all of our audio listeners. Um, what's Yuta Watanabe shooting from downtown? Wrong. 57.1. So him and Ben will be back this weekend. And uh, they just got TJ Warren back. So I'm dropping Kyrie Irving. I know. It's, it's wild to see how this has all played out. And it's been incredibly fun because this team now is – 
a top, I believe they're top 15 in offense and defense. W. Yeah. And I could see this as a team that maybe they package Cam Thomas and one of their contracts that they have and they Royce trade. O'Neal. No, you I like yes. Royce Daniel. I Royce do and- too, but he's offering them nothing. Nets fans, help me out. Algorithm comment. Help me out. What's Royce O'Neal offering you right now? I don't see any comments. Uh, okay. Let's check the live chat. What is Royce O'Neal offering the New York Nets? Nobody said anything. But what I'm saying is if you're not going to play Patty Mills, maybe package Patty Mills and Cam Thomas. Play Patty Mills, fucker. Come on. Come I know. On, is Jacques? he from your country? Well, KU. No, I was just kidding because Jacques Vaughn is French. Like, it sounds French. And oh, then uh, isn't Patty Mills French? Australian, you asshole. Oh, fuck. We're You're ignorant. Out. You're ignorant, you white fuck. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's right. Patty Mills is a... Beast on Australia. I got a job interview tomorrow for a news station that has a company that has 10 news station from Spokane, Washington to Billings, Billings, Montana. I think Montana's underrated. You want to move Montana or Washington? No no income. No no income tax in Washington in Washington. No State. way. Yeah, Washington State's one of like the seven states with no income tax. It would be very difficult. That's to another thing. If you're that has sun every single day to a state that has sun no days. Okay, that's Alaska, but like, yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Look, that's one of the other thing is like you're playing for the Brooklyn Nets, like you're in New York, and that's all cool. But bro, you're like giving up fifty percent of your salary if you play for like the Nets. Dude. Not as bad as like California. I would if I was an NBA player, I'd refuse to play in California. I'm so young, and these guys make so like much money that like, I don't. I'm not going to dictate where I live based on some stupid American tax law. Oh, I would. That's retarded waste of life. Or okay, you're, you're not a waste of life. But I, well, you're a waste of life. I'll tell you that after saying that to me. But you know what time mm-hmm. it is. Oh, I have a good idea that I waited till Pirtle. We should get mods in here again, like, uh, or not again, but like guys like Thomas, Aaron, the OG chatters. For when moderate. we got those annoying bots in here, just kick them on out. Yeah. But if you guys don't know, at the end of every episode, we play a little game that we think is fun. Music. Let's go. Yeah. Just smoke the back Here we go. Tyrese Maxey. If this isn't Tyrese Maxey, I'm killing people. Wrong. Terrence Mann. No. Go. Um, well, let me see the cell. You're not going to get this? What are you doing? I'll go Terrence Mann. I just want to say, if you do get that, that that you're welcome. Uh, were you scared? I knew Terrence Mann is the 20 new fuck years old. God damn it! I didn't. He's also not, not six two. Also, did not know Terrence Mann was six fucking five. He's not but, six two. All right, he's in the West and he's in the Pacific. I think that's Ryan Rollins. How many you times are you going to guess that player? I don't know. Until fuck It's not right, Rollins. That was a joke. That was clearly a joke. <laughs> hey, you got to be, you got to clear, be clear. This is a 6-2 Pacific player, and he's not on the Kings. Um, so he's on, what is it, the the Warriors or the Lakers? And the Warriors, Mystery Lakers. Team? What's the other? He's on the last Pacific team that I can't think of. Portland? Suns. No, it's not the Suns. Um, you're right. It's the Suns. Um, the campaign get dreads? Bad guess. Wow. Fucking cock. Yeah. Yay. And discredited win because of back to back guesses. Oh, wow. 
Dwayne Washington Jr. Man, that man was a hooper in the summer league last year for Indiana. What should I do? Delete yourself. (laughs) Wow. You know what you are? (laughs) Rude. (laughs) You should go out for a walk. Oh, wait. It's probably like 10 degrees in Kansas. I should go for a walk because it's probably 72 out. You know what you are? (laughs) Just the fucking asshole. Like, class A asshole. No, do you like the website? We just got to figure out how we'll write the articles and stuff. And then, Yeah, it's very sexy. It is very sexy. And then we can just start posting every day, and then we can start offering people, like, if they want to write for free, just post what they want. Start selling it to sponsors. That is true as well. <laughs> oh, what's your plan for tonight? I got my Raiders on. So I watch the Raiders get another win and make a video on it and get like 30,000 views on it. And You're cool. You're probably going to go watch basketball and How'd you it's know? not going to get 30,000 views. And I'll continue to tell you to make football videos. I have continue. actually been. I, I, Kansas, have... I have a Kansas Jayhawk football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what is it? it takes you an hour a week. It takes me like twenty. It's twenty minutes only. Yeah. Um, but no. What I will, I actually have been meaning to make basketball, uh, football videos. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like I don't know, I don't know what to record. Mm. You know, what? I'll do my Vikings. Yeah, I said the same thing, and then I made a Vikings video one day, and it got like seven thousand views. It's like. Huh. What you're are you a Bears fan? Fuck no. Go pack go. That game on Sunday was how you're from Chicago. Took like 12 shots on Sunday at the game. It's crazy. (laughs) We came back and everyone was everyone was so upset, and I was waving them by as they were leaving (laughs) the stadium. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Dude. I um Got a brat too. Nice little tailgate. There's nothing like a Soldier Field tailgate though. I love good brat. I love good brat. Yeah. Uh, what well, the best tailgate? I mean, MT Bank. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone to a Ravens tailgate with your cousins. Those are no, fun. I'm sure those are awesome. Yeah, I've seen a couple pics. It's it's cool because you're under the highway. Like the oh, highway really? goes under, so the 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 parking lot you that most people tailgate at, like my friends is underneath like the highway so you you're like basically like in a shaded area but it's literally the fucking highway above you like i-95 huh. and it, it's pretty cool uh chiefs was probably arrowhead i went to the my freshman year of college uh two boys who lived in colorado at the time that were my best friends from high school came down and my best friend who graduated recently we all four of us, we were all from Maryland, went to the Ravens versus Chiefs game the year that Lamar won the, the MVP. Oh, nice. And they lost, but it was really cool. It was really cool. I mean, the Chiefs fans were really nice. Like, they, they fucked with us during the game, but, like, it was a nice fuck. It wasn't, like, anything oh, harsh. Surprises me, actually. Not really. They, they, well, they said if we were Raiders fans, it would have been different. That, okay, that's what I was saying because I like because I cover the Raiders and I remember yeah. the Chiefs game very clearly and some things were yeah, no, Ra- the they were they they literally the told us if they're like we don't they're like they're like during the game we'll say our shit they're like but after this you're like you're all, y'all are just Raven fans they're like it's different if you're all Raiders fans but we're leaving the thing we other KU students that were there and they started heckling my boys who are like two like labor guys, like, like they didn't go to college, like one before. Yeah. Blue collar, like guys, like lunch pail, steel lunch pail guys. Like my one boy is a forklift mechanic. The other one is uh, an MMA uh, gator butcher in Florida now in Melbourne. We're built on. And, built on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're at the time they were like just ski bums, but like, they're just like, they said that like these like just college kids were just heckling with them. They were not fucking with it, not <laughs> fucking with it. And like we almost like brawled in the middle of like oh, Arrowhead geez. parking lot. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because like we lost by like a touchdown, and they were like talking mad shit. And I was like, bro, like 
nobody else was like heckling us. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone like, it was like, you know, just like kind of like nice, like shit talking, you know what I mean? Like friendly banter while these guys were like straight up, like calling us like cunts and shit like this. And like, we're like, bro, we're just leaving a game. We're leaving a game. (laughs) Like we lost, like we're not even heckling you. Yeah. They would hate a Packers Bears game when the Bears are good. I was I always get this. I wasn't disrespected on Sunday, but I are you a Packers fan? Being from, I like cheese. No, I hate cheese. Actually, I don't know about Fabre. Fabre steals from the four. I actually, my, he was my favorite quarterback and favorite football player of all time. Knew what I guess he's not anymore. I am. I don't know. Innocent till CT. proven. I thought I tripped balls one time and blacked person. out and came back and turned on the TV and Brett Favre's Hall of Fame speech was on live. Did a good crying. I did actually cry. <laughs> <laughs> I probably eight Favre jerseys. Really? Brett Favre, yeah. That's pretty sick. All right, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna stay for a little bit. Uh, enjoy. Jerk yourself off. All right. Bye. See you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Leave us a review on Apple. Yeah, be a friend. Like if you if you're be a friend. Tell a friend if you didn't like it. Just forget it ever happened. <laughs> <laughs>